Hey, everybody, and welcome back, or I, I don't know, maybe for the first time. Thank you for joining Rob Z Radio. If you ever want to support the podcast, it's very simple to do. Patreon.com forward slash Rob Z Radio. That's Patreon.com forward slash Rob Z Radio. Uh, that's really where any artist anywhere can use Patreon to make money off the thing that they do that is their passion. It's a beautiful thing. So if you want to support, uh, even like you can donate a penny. Maybe you can donate quarters of a penny. I don't know how that works exactly, but you could probably do that on patreon.com forward slash Rob Z radio. And I want to show some love to the sponsors who make this thing possible because obviously without them, I I wouldn't be rolling like I am right now. So uh, shout out to the clay cup in Altoona, Pennsylvania, Facebook and Instagram at the clay cup coffee, tea and creativity. Sarah does an amazing job at the clay cup with what she does. She's super creative and I, I respect her creativity she should have a tea called creativity. I feel like that would be something that I would totally purchase because uh, when I'm when I'm thinking about getting creative, it's always getting your hands dirty, you know, doing some pottery painting, some watercolor classes. You can do that at the Clay Cup. Also drinking coffee, drinking tea. There's something about that that sparks the creative juices in your brain. Also, something else that does that, that sparks those creative juices is getting the right kinds of ingredients into your body, the right kind of substances, the vitamins and minerals that keep you running, and that's what juice is all about. J-O-O-S. So uh, Jen, who runs Juice, that's right, Juice and Jen, in Hollidaysburg, Pennsylvania, uh, cold-pressed juice and smoothies, smoothie bowls, bone broth, everything is fresh, made to order. You can watch her take the ingredients, put them into the smoothie blender, make it up for you, and serve it to you. And really, your brain doesn't function quite as well unless you have the right ingredients going into your body. So that's why juice is so important at The Juice Bar, J-O-O-S, on Facebook and Instagram. And my girl Steph and her husband Andy at Trade Secrets in Altoona, Pennsylvania, on Instagram, it's trade secrets underscore skincare, natural body care products. All in-house research and development is done at Trade Secrets. Uh, no added chemicals or ingredients. Like, do they? Do you know they they put aluminum in your deodorant? That's weird, right? Why is there aluminum in the in the deodorant? I'm sure somebody out there listening knows the answer. I don't know the answer. I've never taken the time to do the research to figure that out, but she does not do that at Trade Secrets. They're all natural with whipped body butters, soy wax candles, all natural deodorants, bath bombs, lip bombs, Trade Secrets. Now, let's get into this episode. We're going to talk a little bit about centering yourself, being impatiently patient, and uh, diving into the world of meditation, which is something that I absolutely love. So let's go. This is Rob Z Radio. Welcome, my friends. Welcome. So today, we're going to talk about meditation. We're going to talk about uh, centering yourself and and really getting some clarity, getting some focus, getting some mindfulness into your life. Uh, I know that a lot of people out there don't necessarily uh, use meditation all that often. I know it's not like the most popular thing in the world for some people. And uh, that's something that I I felt for a long time. I felt for a long time like I needed to do meditation, but I didn't. Meditation is super powerful. The scary part of it is, and I guess the part that people kind of shy away from, is the fact that it can take a really long time to really see some real benefits from meditation. I mean, I've been, I have had my practice now for probably about three years, over three years, uh, June and 2015, I think I started meditating. It's right now, September, almost October 2018. And I'd say 
it took a, a solid six months to notice a difference, you know? And that's like I had to like pay attention. Like, is there a difference? Because I didn't necessarily notice it at first. It took a solid 18 months to fully feel like uh, it was something that I no longer like was forcing myself to do it was like something that I had to do and if I didn't do it I felt like I was off in some sort of way so like 18 months is something really that's that's like a habit breaker that's something you know that's that scientists and uh, people have actually documented is the right amount of time to fully have a full change of impact with a new habit and I'd say just recently really I'd say over the past I don't know two three four months I've had another shift in my meditation practice another shift that has helped me to find more focus within myself and find more more focus within my head and understand how meditation actually can can heal not just your brain but also your body and the connections between your brain and your body. I can get into all of that on a different episode. Really, what I came here today to talk about, because we've been talking about books lately, and I like to focus on books that I love. There's an amazing book right here by John Kabat-Zinn. I think I'm saying his last name right. Wherever you go, there you are. This is a, a fabulous book. I think it was written back in the 90s. I read it about two years ago. And I want to jump to page 48 in this thing just to read a piece that I'd like to talk about today, which is the center of this podcast, being impatiently patient. So let me just lay that out first, what that means. So I learned this from uh, Ty Lopez. You may have seen Ty Lopez on on YouTube or on Facebook or really any social media platform, Instagram. Uh, I went through his 67 steps about four years ago, and I continue to go over it again and again and again, just reviewing the information. And one of the big things that uh, I got from his program was this concept of impatiently patient. Now, most of us are patiently impatient, which means we're patient to start something new, and then we're impatient whenever it doesn't start working right away. That's usually people with meditation. You try it, you sit down, you try to meditate for five, ten minutes, you're like, ah, this isn't working, and you just get up and you, you, you think of like why you're meditating a million different things that you could be doing in that moment besides meditating. So you just drop it and you're like, ah, meditation just isn't, isn't for me. But really to make it work, you must be impatiently patient, which means you must be impatient to start the thing. I know I need to do this. I know uh, whenever people talk about the things that have helped them the most in life, meditation is right up there towards the top of the list. I know I need to do it. So I should be impatient to start it and then patient to feel the process out to understand that I'm going to start this thing, I'm not going to notice any results. It's like when you start working out. Like I remember when I started exercising and lifting weights back in my early 20s, I was discouraged at first because you didn't see results in a month, two months, three months, four months, up to six months, right? And uh, even looking at side-by-side photos of myself, I was like, I can see incremental changes, but nothing huge. But really the impact comes when you're putting in three months to six months to nine months to a year to 18 months to three years to five years to a decade, then you really see major change. And meditation's the same way. It's just more difficult because you can't physically see it. Now, I guess you technically can start to see it when you notice that you're more calm in situations, that you're, you're more thoughtful, you're more aware of your surroundings, you're more uh, mindful in conversation, right? You're, you're more mindful in listening to somebody else talk and you start to notice like, boy, I used to panic about this thing. I used to freak out about this thing. I used to have anxiety here and whatnot. And now that's kind of gone away. And I think that that is maybe the biggest piece of the puzzle is noticing. You're not going to see it. You're just going to notice it in your everyday life and and, and how quickly your mind works. Because your mind's going to work slower but more efficient. It's like, what's that book? Uh, 
thinking fast and slow, like going slower but getting more done because you're more you're working slower, you're more methodical, therefore you're getting more done instead of like trying to do so much and cram so much in, which can cause anxiety and cause uh, a lot of stress. You can flip that on its head, do it the other way around, and it's much more beneficial. So on page 48 of Wherever You Go, There You Are, I'm just going to read this for you. So he says, Patience is an ever-present alternative to the mind's endemic restlessness and impatience. Scratch the surface of impatience, and what you'll find lying beneath is anger. So true. Impatience, underneath that, is anger. I agree one million percent. It's the strong energy of not wanting things to be the way they are and blaming someone, often yourself. That's me. Put the hand up. Or something for it. You can blame something also, right? This doesn't mean that you can't hurry when you have to. It is possible even to hurry patiently, mindfully, moving fast because you have chosen to, right? But you're mindfully aware of the situation. You're not impatient for something to change. And I think that's our society as a whole. We're so impatient. Instead of being patient but moving swiftly, we're impatient and therefore trying to move swiftly, but it's holding us back at all times. So he says, from the perspective of patience, things happen because other things happen. Nothing is separate and isolated. There is no absolute end of the line, the buck stops here, root cause. If someone hits you with a stick, you don't get angry at the stick or at the arm that swung it. You get angry at the person attached to the arm. But if you look a little deeper, you can't find a satisfactory root cause or place for your anger, even in the person who literally doesn't know what he or she is uh, doing, therefore uh, out of his mind at the moment. They're, they're out of their mind at that moment, in that moment of swinging the stick, of attacking you. Obviously, nobody would do that in a mindful, patient kind of manner. You have to be impatient to act in that sort of way. I guess, depending on the situation, maybe it's warranted. But even then, I, I, I digress. Let's continue. Uh, where should the blame lie? Or where should the punishment lie? Maybe we should be angry at the person's parents for the abuse they have showered on a defenseless child or maybe at the world for its lack of compassion but what is the world are you not a part of that world do you not yourself have angry impulses and under some conditions find yourself in touch with violent even murderous impulses <laughs> that might you might think to yourself i don't have any murderous impulses but we have those jolts that hit us every once in a while those moments that hit us every once in a while and boy, this is so true when you break it down like that right when you break it down when you're really losing it on somebody or somebody's really losing it on you, is that really you? Is that really them? Look behind them. What's the cause of them acting that way? Maybe it's some sort of trauma. Maybe it's the way their life is laid out right now. Maybe it's because of their past. Maybe it's because of their genetics. So then what are you going to do? Are you going to blame their past? Are you going to go after their parents? Are you going to go after their genetics, their DNA? Are you going to go after the world? The world caused them to be like this because the world they live in is terrible. So are you going to get mad at the world? So you get mad at the world. Well, what's the world? It's just a spinning ball that's spinning around a giant sun. So what? how are you going to get mad at that? And what does the world do? What does the universe do? It eats itself. It, it, it gives birth and destroys itself like simultaneously over and over and over again for eons for infinity. So when you get down to that, and that's really that's a, that's a powerful part of this book, and that might be a lot to gather here in this short episode but hopefully, listen to this again. I'm not saying that I am like the end-all, be-all, that you should listen to this religiously, but I think that uh, just listening to that passage, passage, buying this book, wherever you go, where you, 
wherever you go, there you are. And letting that information sink in maybe would help you understand yourself a little bit better. Maybe it would help you understand your anger a little bit better. Maybe it would help you understand other people a little bit better that we're all just trying to figure this thing out. And a lot of us haven't taken the time. A lot of us don't have the time. A lot of us haven't been taught how to use the time properly to sit down and focus ourselves and get squared, get squared away with where we need to be. And it's a shame. That's sad. That's the world that we live in, but that's the truth. That is the world that we live in. So whenever you're sitting down for meditation, whenever you're taking that that patient time, be impatiently patient. Be impatient to start it. Be patient in that practice. And whenever you get frustrated in that practice and you get mad, understand that this is all just part of the game. This is part of the story. This is part of the journey. And this is the part of the journey where you have a a second to put that pause in and master this impatience and be patient in the fact that it's going to take you a long time and appreciate that. I hope that in some way, shape, or form, just me laying this on you is helpful in some sort of way. If it is, leave a comment. If you're watching this, this is on video. If you're watching it, leave a comment above and below, wherever you might be. Thank you very much. And if you're listening, you can reach out to me. Uh, really, there's, there's a multitude of different ways. Maybe the best way is on a social media platform because uh, I'm usually uh, more likely to check those. Uh, or email, but really, if you if you go to Facebook, if you go to Instagram, which is Rob Z Radio, you can message me on there. Twitter and Snapchat is uh, Rob Z Yo. Rob Z Show is my YouTube. I, I gave you too many handles. I gave you too much right there, right? Let's skip all that. Go to robzradio.com. Click the contact me button. Send me a message and let me know what you think. Agree or disagree. I'd just like to know uh, what your thoughts are on this. And we're going to come back next with another episode on meditation from this book. So we're going to come back to wherever you go, there you are. Just so I can uh, drop a little bit more knowledge from John Kabat-Zinn. And like I said, this is not me. I'm not the end-all be-all on this information. I'm just passing down stuff that I've learned. I was introduced to this book. I was introduced to meditation. I was introduced to this book. It, it impacted me, so I thought I'd pass it along to impact somebody else. So I hope that you can gain something from this and have some value out of what I'm talking about because I've listened to other people. I've applied the information. I've absorbed it. Uh, I'm using it, so hopefully me regurgitating it, giving it back out to you is something that can empower you to help you to move forward. And speaking of moving forward, and when you're talking about meditation, really uh, something I like to tie into that is DDP Yoga. So DDP Yoga, a sponsor on this podcast, I use DDP Yoga. I'm about two years into my DDP Yoga practice, which is taking traditional yoga, taking plyometrics, taking strength training. Uh, No weights involved, it's all body weight, so it's all low impact, but it really strengthens your body, the ligaments and tendons. I was a weightlifter for a long time. I was just talking about this with somebody the other day. If you check my Instagram, which is Rob Z Radio, I recently put a post up. Uh, I'm doing this black crow move. It's basically balancing your whole body on your two hands. You can check it out. It's Instagram, Rob Z Radio. And I was just really impressed with how I've gone from where I was two years ago to, you know, I was lifting weights, so I was, you know, in air quotes, strong. But I was not strong in, like, my full body, so my ligaments and my tendons and all of the, the parts that hold you together were not that strong. So you think of somebody doing squats... You know, their, their glutes might be strong, their 
their quads might be strong, their calves might be strong. What about their knees? What about their joints? What about their ankle joints, their knee joints, the things that really are holding, they're holding all those, those strong muscles together, but they're not strengthened in themselves. So there's really a, a beauty in yoga that helps you, especially DDP yoga, that helps you to make all of those extra parts even stronger than the, the muscles themselves, stronger than the glutes, stronger than the, the hamstrings, stronger than the, the uh, quads and the calves, like the, having strong knees and having strong hips and having strong ankles and strong feet, like having strong toes and the, the base of your foot is, is super important. I think a lot of people overlook that. So I encourage anybody, especially guys out there, guys who lift weights, I'll just shout out the meatheads, right? If you're a meathead, you got to supplement your weightlifting with a lot of stretching and why not with that stretching toss in some yoga with it because it'll it'll improve everything because your flexibility will be better which means you can do more you can withstand more your body as a whole is stronger so I'll leave you with that right now I could talk about DDP yoga for like five years straight maybe we'll do that at some point in time set a world record for the longest podcast ever Uh, but for right now just try it out give it a shot DDP Diamond Dallas Page ddpyoga.com go see what it's all about there's an app also for your iPad your iPhone or whatever uh, device you have I don't want to just shout out to Apple Um, and shout out to my dude Jake Over all the beats all the music on this podcast is from Jake Over he's the man I love what he does that's why I use his beats on here because he does an incredible job so Jake thank you very much my friend and we'll catch you on the next episode thanks for watching thanks for listening This is Rob Z Radio. <laughs> That's brutal.